Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5 Minute News. California to pay record $24 million civil rights settlement over in-custody death. Army sergeant gets 25 years for BLM protesters' murder. And fighting continues in Gaza despite ceasefire. It's Thursday, May 11. I'm Anthony Davis. The state of California will pay a $24 million civil rights settlement to the family of a man who died in police custody after screaming, I can't breathe, as multiple officers restrained him while trying to take a blood sample. Seven California Highway Patrol officers and a nurse were charged with involuntary manslaughter earlier this year in connection with the 2020 death of Edward Bronstein. Annie Della Donna and Eric Dubin, attorneys for Bronstein's young children, said it was the largest civil rights settlement of its kind by the state of California and the second largest nationally since the city of Minneapolis paid $27 million in the George Floyd case. The settlement comes amid renewed scrutiny of potentially fatal restraints following last week's killing of a New York City subway rider, Jordan Neely, who was placed in a chokehold by a U.S. Marine veteran. Bronstein's death also echoes that of Eric Garner, a New Yorker put in a chokehold by police in 2014, and whose dying words, I can't breathe, became a chant in protests against racial injustice. Both Garner and Neely were black. Bronstein was taken into custody following a traffic stop on suspicion of driving under the influence on 31st of March 2020. He died at a highway patrol station in Altadena, north of downtown Los Angeles, less than two months before Floyd was killed by police in Minnesota, as he too repeatedly told officers, I can't breathe. Gavin Newsom, California's governor, signed a law in September 2021 barring police from using certain face-down holds that have led to multiple unintended deaths. The bill was aimed at expanding on the state's ban on chokeholds in the wake of George Floyd's murder. A U.S. Army sergeant was sentenced to 25 years in a Texas prison on Wednesday for killing a man at a protest against police brutality in 2020, setting the stage for Republican Governor Greg Abbott to make good on a pledge to grant a pardon. Daniel Perry was found guilty last month of shooting to death 28-year-old Garrett Foster, a U.S. Air Force veteran, at a Black Lives Matter rally in Austin, Texas. The demonstration came just months after the police killing of George Floyd. Perry said he was acting in self-defense when he shot Foster. His defense team said he had no choice but to fire his handgun when Foster pointed a legally owned AK-47 at Perry. After Perry's conviction, Governor Greg Abbott said he would seek a pardon for him. He said the state's stand-your-ground law justified Perry's actions and could not be nullified by a jury or progressive district attorney, Abbott said at the time. 
Prosecutors had asked for a sentence of 25 years, while the defence had sought 10 years. The sentence was handed down by State District Court Judge Clifford Brown. Perry's defence lawyers said they were disappointed with the sentence, but would focus to appealing the case and cooperating with the state's pardon process. Israel and Palestinian militant groups in the blockaded Gaza Strip have continued fighting despite reports of ceasefire negotiations in a bloody episode of violence that has left 21 people in Gaza dead and brought daily life in Tel Aviv to a standstill. An Egyptian state-run station with close ties to the security agencies said last night that Egyptian officials, who frequently mediate in the conflict, had successfully brokered a pause in the fighting but the tit-for-tat fire continued late into the night, suggesting the truce had not held. Gaza militants fired around 400 rockets into Israel on Wednesday in response to surprise Israeli airstrikes beginning the day before that killed 21 people, including three Islamic Jihad senior commanders and at least 10 civilians. Several salvos in less than an hour set off air raid sirens in towns and cities across southern Israel on Wednesday afternoon, including the country's commercial and cultural hub Tel Aviv, 40 miles away. Israel's powerful Iron Dome air defense system intercepted at least 62 projectiles, and there was one report of a serious injury. The Israeli military also said it had successfully deployed David's Sling, a new mid-range air defence missile system for the first time, but did not give further details. Israelis living in the south of the country, as well as the 2.3 million Palestinians trapped in the Gaza Strip, had been bracing for escalation since Israeli bombings in the early hours of Tuesday targeted senior Islamic Jihad operatives, launched despite a fragile ceasefire in place since last week's day of cross-frontier exchanges of fire. A joint statement from the factions claiming responsibility for the barrage of fire from Gaza described it as a broad response, but Israeli officials appear to be hoping that Hamas does not want to risk a return to full-scale conflict. You can subscribe to the 5-Minute News Patreon for bonus videos, commentary and more. Go to patreon.com slash 5-Minute News. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, Shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery and I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects.